Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard IDP pod with me, Nate Davis. Today we'll be reviewing week eight and getting you ready for week nine. How's it going, Brian? You all right, mate? Yeah, getting there. Um, I was suffering with man flu when I recorded up in um, Scotland last week and that turned into a sinus infection as I told Nath before the show so if I am a bit a bit snuffly and um yeah sounding a bit bunged up then uh, I do apologize in advance but the gin and tonic remedy nah didn't work no yeah, well just move, woke, moves it on mate yeah woke up the following morning feeling um yeah proper head full of cuddlies <laughs> so but yeah apart from that good um you know fun fun weekends you know watch um watch a lot of good games at the weekend some um, surprising results over the last week so uh yeah, looking forward to it. So, yeah, as I said, um, it's Tuesday. Um, and I'm letting people know that, obviously, yeah, we are recording this on Tuesday because it, it's going out, obviously, Wednesday. Um, but, uh, yeah, let you know it's Tuesday because it is trade deadline today. And I thought I would make sure that, because if people, are, there might be some things that we miss because um, it's absolutely going crazy at the moment. There's, there's reports coming as another one um yeah so so if we miss anything you know that it's not because we uh have just missed it it's because we recorded this a day early um so 
Uh, I don't know where you got. How did you get on fantasy wise this week, Brent? Oh, bad, bad. I've, I've been both Ray Lewis and, and Lawrence Taylor just are obliterated lose- with injuries. Mate, yeah, mine is it's so carnage. I lost, listen to this. So, our rich, our own rich, I lost to Dynasty Island Rich. I lost to him by 0.98 points. Oh, VAR on that one, mate. I know. I'm, 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 and in the Ray Lewis League, I lost to Spearman by 3.5 points. So, like, I keep checking just to see if there's any kind of late adjust, adjustments, but. I think that ship sailed now. So yeah, it's no. been, it was a nightmare. Well, I said no. Yeah, yeah, it I mean, wasn't. I, it was a nightmare. I mean, I, I lost my flex QB and James James Winston on on top of all the defensive injuries I've got in in one of the leagues. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just just a I, mind you. I, you know, we're not alone. A lot of teams are being decimated with with injuries this season. It's um, I know. and and big players as well this year as well. So it's um, yeah, it's got to be hurting. And hey, you just got to. Oh, just push yeah. Through. yeah, just uh, rejig things, furkle around on the waivers a bit. Um, <laughs> see, just do do your best, basically. Have a furkle. Have so, a furkle. But yeah. So, um, but yeah, the only saving grace was on the Germ- German Chancellor, isn't it? Oh, it's it. miracle. Right. Um, anyway. Miracle. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> right. but I did I did beat Tom in the home league. So that was uh, that was only my second oh, win perfect. at home league this year. So uh, yeah, every cloud. Right then, um, before we go much further on this pod, um, we are, as you know, we're we're supported by Manscaped. They are our sponsors and Manscaped are the market leaders in men's below the waist grooming. Um, They've just released the Lawnmower 4.0, which is a fantastic bit of kit. One of the best things about it is the skin safe technology. So you get no nicks on your bits and you can receive 20% off with the code five yard at manscaped.com. It really is a game changer in that area. And you are missing out if you do not have one. Um, as I said, you can get 20% off with the code five yard at manscaped.com. There's also free worldwide shipping. So sort yourself out and get involved. Right. So back onto the football. Bren, you're kicking it. You're kicking us off, aren't you? Thursday night I am. football. I am Thursday night Jet, football, and yeah, Jets at uh, at Indianapolis. So um, a few weeks ago, I don't think anyone would have got terribly excited about this game. But um, off the back of um, the results at the weekend, um, I'm quite looking forward to this one. Actually, yeah. I've got um, my Mike White T-shirt on order. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> poor old Joe Flacco. But um, so anyway. Uh, so yeah, the Colts are going to be hurting after that that overtime uh, loss to to you know divisional rivals Tennessee. Uh, puts the Titans six and two and, and comfortable on top of the division. Drops the Colts to three and five. And I I really felt sorry for the the Colts defense at the weekend. Um, I thought they did enough to you know they deserved to win that game. Um, run defense was good. They did a good job containing Derrick Henry. Um, they made some key plays. You know. Someone I've talked about, DeForest Buckner, with a big fourth quarter uh, sack, at, you know, to keep it at 31, uh, 31 apiece. Um, sadly, all that hard work was pissed away by two awful throws by Carson Wentz. Um, really costly points in the game. And they weren't the only mistakes he made in the game. Some of his decision making was just 
pretty awful. Um, top mm. performers, uh, quick mention for poor old Tyquan Lewis at tackle, uh, probably having the game of his career before that knee injury sort of took him out for the game, probably the season by the look of it as well um, in the second quarter. Not before he'd racked up over 20 points, to be fair to him, uh, the sack and two QB hits. But um, sadly, the you know the pick was where he, um, he did his knee in. Um, elsewhere, the usual suspects came to play. Uh, Kenny Moore, uh, corner, had a real day at the office, 24 and a half points, including another pick. Uh, Bobby Okariki at linebacker, 17 points. Darius Leonard, uh, also at LB, you know, same again, sort of 17 and a half points. DeForest Butner, as I said, you know, had that key play, not a you know, huge point score, but, you know, 13. Um, unfortunately, all of the above are probably spoken for. So if I were to take a punt on, on the waivers, one I'd possibly have a, a, you know, if you are short anywhere um, in your sort of your, your front uh, front seven, um, uh, Al-Qadim Mohamed, uh, I've mentioned him before. The injury to Lewis leaves the Colts a little bit short um, at DL. Um, and Mohamed has picked up sort of double points in sort of four out of the first eight weeks. So he's, you know, he's not a, a, a real outside gamble. Um, Jets on the flip side um, of results will be Boyd going into this game following, and it was a mirror image, uh, 34-31 win over the Bengals, which I don't think anyone really saw coming uh, prior to the weekend. Um, I've got to say, again, a bit like the Colts, defence impressed. Um Great goal line stat, you know, just a good team defensive performance. Yeah. Um, great goal line stand in the first half. Uh, stuffed Mixon for a loss on on first and goal. Quinn and Williams got a, a sack on Burrows on you know on a crucial sort of fourth down play. Um, top performers, Nathan's man's got to get his usual mentions. Uh, Mister Mosley, uh, top scored with eighteen points. All tackles. Is you know once again he was a busy boy. Um, Quinn and Williams. On top of that sack, um, racked up 16 points. Uh, Marcus May you know, had a solid game with with 11 and a half points. Um, so yeah, as I say, just a, a good sort of team, um, you know, team performance on on defense. Um, hidden waiver value for this matchup: Bryce Hall, the young corner. Um, he's had four double points games already this season. And this Jets secondary is going to be licking its lips, um, looking at that game tape of, of Wentz at the weekend. Mm. Uh, so Bryce Hall would be one. If you're short you know, in the DBs, he'd, he'd definitely be one. Maybe not for the rest of the season, but this, I think, could be a, a really sort of you know spot-on matchup to, to slot him in. Um, some in the game, I think it's a really fun IDP matchup. There's value on both sides of it. Um, if you've got solid Jets or Colts players, play them. Um, you know, if you've got them on the roster, because neither of this offense is is without its issues. Although, um, you know, you've already mentioned in Mike White, he looks solid uh, for the Jets. I was impressed, um, but there is some waiver uh, uh, waiver value out there for both teams as well. I'm leaning towards a Colts home win. Uh, they'll be angry after letting that game get away from them. Um, I would hope, you know, I think another good defensive performance and they'll just be hoping and praying for, you know, some better decision-making from their QB at, at the end of the day. So I'd, I'd go f- go for the Colts win on this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with, I, I'm, I'm with you really, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna go Jets just because I really want them to win. I just, yeah, I loved it. Loved the weekend. It was great to see. And as you said, it was nice to see them get in that, I think it's it's just it feels just like a reward for trying so hard, especially from the defense side of things. That was um, a good result, and and yeah, yeah, great to see. 
Right, so uh, Minnesota at Baltimore, I'm on to. So the Ravens are coming off bye week. Um, they should be fit, raring a go for this one. They took a bit of a hiding in week seven, so they'll be keen to get back on the field, get back to winning ways. Um, and they're at home to what is an inconsistent Vikings team, and I expect them to win it. And on the season, it's quite interesting, though, What from IDP perspective, looking at the Ravens, D, I mean, in the past, the Ravens in previous years, they've been full of players, IDP value. This year, not so much. Actually, not at all. It's difficult to even put a case for pretty much any of their players. Um, when you look at the top top 100, two, top 200 players overall, this, I'll just, just just tell you where they rank. So at, num- at number 87, the top-ranking player for the Ravens is DB Anthony Everett, and he's on 87.5 points. Um, then comes 131 overall DB Chuck Clark, and he's got 75 points. And then linebacker Patrick Queen at 140 on overall. So really, it just tells you, you know, the Ravens are not a team to target IDP-wise um, for the bigger picture. Maybe week in, week out, which is obviously where we come into it and we're telling you about matchups and things like that. But as in, they shouldn't really be the base of your team. If they are the base of your team, you're probably not doing very well this year. Um, however, if you have to have a dabble on the Ravens, then the secondary is the place to look. As I mentioned, Anthony Averett, um, Chuck Clark and uh, then Marlon Humphrey. They're the they're, they're three of the top four scorers in the Ravens. So and that's so three DBs. But they are all those DBs are probably in play this week just because they are playing the the Vikings. You expect the Vikings to use their wide receivers quite a bit, especially which should mean that the DBs um, from the Ravens. Um, should be busy, especially if the the Ravens get into a decent lead. Um, that'll that'll force Kirk to to throw the ball more. Flipping it over to the Vikings, D. Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith they played well in Week Eight in a frustrating and disappointing loss to to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. Oh, so it was infuriating to watch. I stayed up to watch it, and um, I wish I I wish I hadn't put myself through it, especially after a decent start. Um, we I thought we looked quite in control of the game, but just it just points the game where where we just didn't put our foot down when we had the chance to, and yeah, just a bit poor. But going on to players I want to highlight IDP wise from um from the Vikings, just players that you can possibly pick up. Cam Dantzler at DB is a decent ad. Uh, Patrick Peterson is on IR. Um, so I expect Cam Dancer to do well now. He had a decent rookie season last year. He scored 16.50 points in week eight, which was made up of seven solo tackles, two passes defended. Also, Anthony Barr is back alongside Eric Kendricks, and he's a decent plug-in play at linebacker. In week six, he had uh, 11 points. Week, second, week seven was his bye week. Um, week eight, 14.5 points so he's trending in the right direction and bad news <laughs> broke look last night that Daniel Hunter will miss the rest of the season with a torn pec just devastating news for the Vikings it'd be interesting on week nine to see who fills that place 
So maybe next week we will have somebody to pick up. But for now, Everson Griffin is the man leading the pass rush, which is concerning. Um, yeah, very concerning. Week nine pick up Cam Dantzler and Anthony Barr from the Vikings and maybe have a punt on Anthony Averett from the Ravens. For the game result, I expect it to be the Ravens to bounce back with a home win. Do you think, Bren, on that? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd concur with that. Um, as, as you said, I mean, we, we said at the start of the season just how key it was going to be for the Vikings to have a, you know, a fit Daniel Hunter sort of, you know, leading that, that offence. Um, and, uh, yeah, massive blow. So, uh, I think that and the fact that the Ravens, as you say, need to bounce back. Um, yeah, I'd go with Baltimore in this one. So... Okay, uh, moving swiftly on, got the Patriots at the Panthers. So, well, the Panthers needed a win at the weekend. Um, they got one uh, over the Falcons. Hardly a classic. Um, although I have to say, you know, the, the defence that we've been a bit critical of in recent weeks certainly did a, an excellent job containing Kyle Pitts. Um, and that kind of, you know, that was the, the, one of the keys to the game, really. Uh Special mention, um, ironically, to the former sort of Patriots, uh, Stephen Gilmore at corner, um, only picked up 11 and a half points, but he covered pits well um, and ended up with a late pick to, to ice the game. Um, although, you know, it's, it, it's worth noting that the job on pits, some were saying, was made a bit easier by the absence of Calvin Ridley, but Calvin Ridley's been, I think, absent in more ways than one from this Falcons team all, all year. So um, I don't think that really sort of, flies but um i'm still a little bit concerned about this panthers defense at the moment they they don't look the unit they they were in the, the sort of the early stage of the season although you know they they did shout out the falcons fairly comfortably for me um and uh in terms of the Panthers' D, from an IDP perspective, I think the safe bets, again, are at linebacker. Um, Hassan Reddick went over 20 points again, um, including another sack. Uh, but not to be outdone, uh, on his return from injury, Shaq Thompson racked up 27 points, um, including a pick. And he was into sort of double digits on the tackles. Um, for me, this week, I'm not sure I'd be wandering outside my sort of IDP Panthers comfort zone, uh, for want of a better description in this game. Um Moving over to the Patriots, okay, so, you know, both teams got the win last week to get them to four and four, but the Pats win at the Chargers was by far and away a bigger statement victory. Um, and crucially, it was, you know, it was the job that the defence did on Justin Herbert for me. Um, he barely got over 50% in pass completions, um, plus they picked him off twice, although, to be fair, I think that was more, you know, more on the Chargers than it was, you know, um, sort of uh, the Patriots defence. Um, and this week, they get to go up against a Sam Darnold offense, assuming he's back from concussion, uh, which he looks like he will be. Um, who, you know, whilst they might have won on Sunday, they still look a very nervous offense, um, a bit devoid of ideas. Um, in terms of players to highlight, okay, you know, Matt Judon picked up another sort of 20 plus points last week. He's a given. Um, but uh, having a look at the waiver wire finds, I've, I've stumbled across, you know, for the Pats this, this week. Um, it's all in the secondary for me um, against, as I've said, this sort of shaky Panthers offense. Um, surely they've got to be worth a look. I mean, Darnold's thrown um, was it eight picks already this season. Kyle Duggar, I'll keep mentioning him. Um, okay, only picked up eight points versus the Chargers, but you know he broke 20 points in the, the two weeks prior to that. He's still out there on some waiver wires. JC Jackson, again, had a quiet week in LA, but um, you know, he's, he's hit double figures in IDP five out of eight weeks. Um, 
and finally, Adrian Phillips as an outsider, you know, finished Sunday with a monster sort of 28 and a half points, including two picks, uh, one for a TD. Um, although I'd, I'd make more of a case for Duggar and Jackson as they've been more consistent with their numbers uh, this season. Uh, Summing the game up off the back of, you know, a great defensive performance backed up by Mac Jones and the offense showing really good sort of game and clock management. Um, I've, I've got to go with New England this week. Um, the Panthers offense just, yeah, I, I, I think they've still got problems. So the Patriots look like they're starting to, you know, to put it together on both sides of the ball consistently now. Um, not the most flamboyant, exciting team, but that's not what the Patriots are about. They figure out ways to win games and, and they're doing it quite effectively. Um, and, I, I, you know, they're definitely back in the, going to be back in the wildcard hunt after this weekend. Yeah. I got the Pats as well. I think they're, I think they're starting to get on to a bit of a role. Um, yeah, and that, that was a, a big win last week. And I, I just feel, yeah, they could be there. Right, okay. Browns at Bengals for me. Um, both of these teams coming off week eight losses, but IDP wise, the DLs on both teams are scoring really well. Um, for the Bengals, the Bengals are an IDP plus dream at this moment in time. Still, um, for the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson scored well again. Another sack. So did Lauren Ogunjobi. He had two very good, he's had two very good weeks. Um, and against Baker Mayfield, they will look to add to their add to their sack count. Obviously, got Sam Hubbard as well. He's also in play in this one. He's scoring week. He's scoring well week in week out. Flipping it over to secondary DB Jesse Bates. He had a great week eight. He scored um, twenty points, which included um, an interception. Also, Jermaine Pratt also got an interception at linebacker. The whole Bengals secondary school well as um, as a unit. Um, I mentioned Bates, but Von Bell scored well. So did uh, Awuzie. Um, they're also they're both decent ads. You won't get Von Bell, but Awuzie you probably will. Um, and he's a good he's a good offer this week. The Bengals had seven players score over 17 points in week week eight, which tells you they are they are worth a punt, especially against, I'll say it again, against Baker Mayfield. He's not healthy, he's banged up. We know um just doesn't doesn't look quite right. That was a big loss against the Steelers. The Steelers played it tight and um they didn't exactly what was needed to do to beat them. He's got Mayfield's got sacked nine times in the last two games. So you've got a look at at this matchup. Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, Ogunjobi, those guys against Mayfield is where, where the points look like coming from to me. Looking at the Browns D, Mars Garrett, he's now on he's now on 10.5 sacks for the season. He doesn't look like he's going to slow down. Um and I wouldn't be surprised if he adds to that. Anthony Walker at linebacker, he's continually consistent. But apart from those two, I'm not really picking up anybody else in this Ben Brown's defense. The secondary doesn't have any standout players. I just keep saying this, um, and week in, week out, they 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 seem to put on the same kind of performance where where the points split around. Nobody seems to make um, get get an interception or anything like that. So. Yeah, it's really difficult to put a case for him. So yeah, I'm going. I'm I'm going. Beng, I'm going Bengals in this one. I feel that yeah, they let me they let me down a little bit last last week um, on a couple of accumulators. So I wasn't really happy with that. But I, I'm going with them again this week. What do you reckon, Brian? 
Yeah, I'm all in on the Bengals for this one for pretty much all the reasons you've touched on. Um, banged up Baker, had another one of those games. I mean, there was that that sort of, uh, he was sort of shoved out of bounds and landed sort of rather heavily and sort of bounced back up and, you know, tried to make out like he was firing the crowd up and you're like, nah, you, you're not, you're still that sh- I think that shoulder injury is still, still an issue. Um, but outside of that as well, you've got, you know, you can't pin it all on Baker. I mean, Chubb came back and, you know, he's back now, but he didn't, you know, he didn't really get going in the game. I mean, bloody hell. I mean, I've I, I lost track of how many relatively easy catches, you know, Juice Landry dropped um, amongst other things. And whilst it was great to see the Jets win and, and I, I did sort of, you know, think they deserved it. I think it was a slightly below par performance from from Burroughs and that, that Bengals offense. Um, and like you've touched on the secondary um, at Cleveland doesn't seem to be doing much. And, and I think this is a game where, you know, Burroughs and, and Chase will be looking to exploit that. So yeah, Bengals yeah. for me. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't mention it, but this is, this is the kind of stat game that, that I would highlight as well. There could be, uh, you know, the DL, DB stack from the uh, the Bengals is definitely in play for me, and I wouldn't be surprised if you saw those guys at the top of the tree in Week Nine. So go on then, Bren. Where are you off to now, mate? Uh, we're going to Dallas. Um, so then Denver coming to the Cowboys. Damn them, um, <laughs> well, we'll get to them in a minute. Um, but hey, Denver won a game. Um, so yeah. and uh, a little bit over Washington. Strange that. Um, anyway so the Broncos defense you know they they play well I think over the win uh, the win over sort of Washington Um, despite their offense trying to screw it up a bit like you know the Colts defense um, late in the game but um, uh, yeah they're they're still missing some key defensive players um, Bradley Chubb Michael Kaiser uh, plus they've now lost uh, Von Miller um, who's gone to the Rams amazing I think the move kind of makes sense for me. I mean, the, the Broncos had already picked up a 26-year-old Kenny Young. Um, <laughs> they've now got rid of a 32-year-old Von Miller um, for a second and third round 22 pick. So given where the Broncos are at the moment, I can kind of see the the logic behind the move, yeah. you know, looking, looking to rebuild. Whereas the Rams, they want Von Miller. They want to go now. You know, they're yeah. they're pushing for it this year, whereas the Broncos have gone, yeah. This is like a, those, it's like a fun one of those seasons. It's like a fantasy trade, you know, like mm. when you're in the hunt and you go all in for Christian McCaffrey right now because you're in, you're in, you go, you know, and it was, it just feels like that. That's exactly what the Rams yeah. are doing. They're I going mean, all in right now. That's the way I, I see it. They've got a, a proven player in, in Von Miller and, and it just, it makes a very good defence even better, which is a bit worrying for the rest of us. Um, it also means, going back to the Von Miller trade, um, you know, you could be looking at is someone going to step up. You could be looking at the likes of Malik Reed, who's out on the waivers. Um, his projected numbers for next week are already trending up uh, following the Von Miller trade, but also coming off the back of the Pick fact on. that he racked up 26 and a half points against Washington, um, including a couple of sacks. So he's, he's someone that might be worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Justin Simmons top scored in the secondary, uh, 28 and a half points, including a couple of picks. Um, and, you know, both he and, and Kenny Young are still solid picks in this sort of Broncos defense for me. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd have a look at Reed. Definitely. Um, However, although the Broncos' defense played well, it was against a pretty bang-average Washington offense. Um, this week, they need to worry. In fact, I think the whole league needs to worry at the moment because even without Dak, this Cowboys team just keeps on winning games. Um, and they beat, for me, I know you're a little bit down on the performance. I, 
they beat for me what what is has been a rather unlucky, and is, I still think is a decent Vikings team. And as I say, they did it without Dak Prescott. Um, and this Broncos offense is still a bit of a mess. Um, and off the back of a monster sort of thirty-three point game, this Mika Parsons fire defense could do some real damage on Sunday for me. Uh, Trevon Diggs had a blip. Um, he's not going to bench him. I'd expect him to be back on track on Sunday. Um, on the waivers, I'd have a look at possibly, you know, the likes of Anthony Brown and DB picked up 13 points um, on Sunday. Although, you know, to be fair, I don't know. I've sort of been back and forth over the, the secondary a little bit outside of digs. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was only thrown five picks this season, to be fair. So he's, he's not, you know, that susceptible to it. Um, so instead, I'd possibly take a punt on, on someone like um, Randy Gregory in the D-line. Um, because, you know, Teddy... Although he hasn't thrown many picks, he has been stuffed 22 times this season. So maybe, hmm. you know, if you are looking for an outside waiver pick, you know, and you need someone in your DL, maybe this is an ideal time to slot in someone like, a, you know, a Randy Gregory. Um, summary, I can't see anything other than a Dallas win. Um, and uh, yeah, they're just so good on, on both sides of the ball. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, same here. I mean... Yeah, with Dak, Dak's going to be back anyway. While they say so, yeah. but like you said, even even if he isn't, I still probably pick him. Cooper to Cooper. <sighs> Cooper. <laughs> okay, honestly, that's it's still a little bit raw, little bit raw. Anyway, yeah, let's um, Yeah, Bills at Jags. Okay, I quite like that. I quite like this game. This game, um, as a lot a lot of people know. I'm big on the Bills. They're one of my favourite sort of IDP teams to target. And it's because I've played IDP quite a lot and I, I, you know, I like to set my rosters a particular way. One of the reasons is, is because I like that decent tackle number, which I've talked about trying to get that tackle floor week in, week out. And this, the Bills just do it. They do it from their secondary and they do it from their linebackers. It's four guys really that I want to target that I want to target most weeks to talk about them. They are Jordan Poyer, Mika Hyde, and the linebackers, Tremaine Edwin, Edmonds, and Matt Milano. Um, I probably at this moment in time as well, I'm gonna add Taron Johnson to that at this moment. DB. He's he, he's one of these these guys that against passing teams, he He's a bit of an ad. Um, he's really good in coverage. Um, against the Jags, though, it's, it's a bit difficult to call exactly what Trevor Lawrence is. You know, what his sort of like ethos is at the moment. He's very mixing it up. But this injury to James Robinson is quite an interesting thing to stick into the mix. And, you know, maybe he airs it out a bit more. If he does air it out a bit more, then the DBs are seriously, seriously in play. They are ball hawks. Um, the Bills, they're just just really good in that secondary. So going on to week eight, looking at week eight, Jordan Poyer, he had a crack in week eight. He scored 26.5 points. It included nine tackles, a tackle for a loss, a pass defended and a big interception. But apart apart from really, it was it was a bit of a downturn in actual points in week eight for for that for the Bills team. They still, they still scored all right, but not like the usual massive scores. Um, so apart from Poyer's big week, the only man really to mention is uh, Mario Addison in 
the veteran defensive end. He got himself a sack um, against the Dolphins, which was was nice to see. Not not so much for Bren. Um, yeah, so sorry about mentioning that. But um, yeah, so apart from that, points-wise, it wasn't a great week for week for him. But I expect it to bounce back points-wise for all of those um, players. This one going over to the Jags, week eight. DL Josh Allen he had an absolutely massive day. Top scored overall in IDP plus. He scored thirty-six point five zero points. He sacked Geno Smith twice and he got to him four times in total. He also posted six tackles and four tackles for a loss. 2019 first round pick he was, Josh Allen, and he is looking, starting to look really good player. Um, I'd even call him now one of these players that that you put him in that top defensive end bracket. Um, It's just consistent from him and he's, he's, he's really doing some stuff. So Josh Allen, when you, when Maybe put a little ring around him. He's, he's, he's somebody to target in next year's drafts because he still, for a lot of people, will be slightly under the radar for players that don't play IDP that often. Across from Josh Allen, the other DE, DV, um, DE stands Dwayne Smoot. Um, he got a sack in week eight. I, I don't really fancy him to be in play, but I just thought I'd better mention him because he, he he scored quite well. However, one man I really like from the Jags this week is linebacker Miles Jack. He is he's back. Um, I expect him to be fit. He's looking reasonably healthy again. I expect him to get close or more than the 15 points that he got this week against the Seahawks. So to sum it all up, I like obviously the linebackers from the Bills. I, I always do. Um, but I like the Bill secondary in this one. Um, and I like Miles Jack from the Jags. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a Bill's win for me, as in as in the game. What do you reckon, Bren? You've got the, obviously got the Bills, surely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but as you say, you know, it's it's nice to look at a game, which is, you know, the, the result is, you know, bordering on a foregone conclusion. But, Again, it's one of those games from a fantasy perspective. You know, you, you can you can find decent value on on both sides. So, um, but yeah, no, I think the Bills Bills just carry on to um, to their division title. So yeah, good. Uh, right, keeping it in the AFC East. Let's, let's talk about the Texans and the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> if, if, forget the forget the Texans. Let's just talk about the Dolphins. But, no, okay. Well, look at it as a game. You know, just I mean, both teams are one and seven. Houston so in the East. This is um, <laughs> poor old Houston. Um, I, yeah, it, it, one and one and seven. Both teams. Um, it's one of those games. You look at it and you go, you know, it could be a basketball score. It could be an absolute car crash. Or you know, I, you, you just don't know. Um. But I'm leaning towards it being a bit more, a bit more entertaining than you know, full on sort of you know, sort of seven. Tyrod Ty back. Is Tyrod back? That's that's the word. Yeah. Um, he, so they plan on playing him, do they? That, yeah, got, I believe so. Yeah. So that's that's what um, that's what all the you know, the news coming out of Houston is is sort of um, intimating. Um, but yeah, I think it you know it could be a bit of fun from an IDP perspective as well. I mean, the Texans got blown away by the Rams on Sunday, uh, despite David Mills going a bit mental in the fourth quarter, whilst the, the Rams were clearly having a nap. Or I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, every time I turn around on red zone, they were in the end zone again. So what was it twenty two points in about thirty seconds? Um, 
for the Texans, Christian Kirksey, you know, he, he had a quiet Sunday, but he, I think this is a good matchup for him. He's had a good season. Um, I think he got, did he not get injured? I thought he went off for a bit and come back Yeah, off. I think he, he's, he's down as questionable at the moment. So yeah. I don't think it's anything too serious. So on the assumption that Kirksey is back, um, I, it's a game, I think, as I say, I think it's a good matchup for him against this poor sort of Miami O-line. Um, same goes for uh, uh, Jonathan Greenard as well. Um the sort of the DE um, picked up 17 and a half points, including a sack on Sunday. Um, I'd be sticking with the front seven. If you are, you know, looking for anything or if you've got any sort of Texans players on your roster, um, because for all two as critics this season, um, you know, a bit like Teddy Bridgewater, they're playing in poor offenses, but like Teddy's only thrown five picks this season. Okay. Yes. I know he, you know, he missed a, a portion of the season, um, but you know, he's not, I think he's a bit less susceptible to throwing sort of cheap picks than, than maybe he was um, tail end of last season. Dolphins, Oh, Jesus. I mean, we just can't have one week where we put it together on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, week six and seven, the offense and two look good, uh, but the defense let us down. Sunday against the Bills, I th- the offense just couldn't put anything at all together. But to be fair, you know, I thought the defense, you know, did okay. Um, I thought Howard and, and Jones in the secondary, whilst they didn't rack up much in the way of IDP, did a good job keeping the likes of, you know, Diggs and um, some of the other receivers quiet. Um, Barb, yes, okay, Diggs got a, a rather sort of, you know, lazy touchdown towards the end of the game. Um, but, you know, I'd fancy both saving Howard and Byron Jones to, you know, to pick up more points against this Texans offense. Um, I'll also be looking at Jerome Baker, who's coming, due to be coming back um, this week, who's, I think he's a pretty safe bet in a, a matchup like this. He's, he scores consistent, a bit like Kirksey on the other side. Um, if he's fit, you know, you can play him. Um Plus, you know, one for me on the waivers, and he's, he's still around there, um, Christian Wilkins. Uh, he's quietly gone about having a decent season. He's already racked up over 100 points this season. Um, picked up another 19, you know, on Sunday against the Bills. Um, so, again, you know, if, if you're short in that sort of front seven area. Um, game as a whole, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Um, you know, they're at home this week um, off the back of what I thought was a decent defensive performance on Sunday. They just they ran out of steam and, and the Bills just sort of, you know, gone away from, from them towards the end of the game. Um, and it, let's face it, it's a very good Bills team. Um, and just hope off the back of that defensive performance, Tua can turn in another, you know, another 300-yard game like he had done in the two weeks preceding, you know, the game against Bills. Um, I think even with Tyrod Taylor coming back, as we touched on, um for Houston this weekend, I think the Miami defense should have a bit too much. I think even if Taylor comes back, that offense still looks a bit, you know, a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. Not to say Miami's is anything to write home about, but um, you know, Devontae Parker had a decent game. If he can get Waddle in the game, um, and if they can avoid snapping the sodding ball off their own tight end as he's running. Uh, that would be a, a bonus as well. I couldn't believe that. So Watching, I'm going, what are you doing? It's, it's, it's like a whole movie sort of snap. But uh, so, yeah, but uh, fingers crossed, you know, the Dolphins get their you know, second win of the season. So, providing both sides of the ball decide to turn up and play this week. Yeah, I got, I've got, i I've gone Miami, surely. Surely. Don't say surely. <laughs> Don't call me surely. Um, right. Where am I? At Atlanta, at New Orleans, Falcon Saints. A cracking gate, cracking divisional matchup, but I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, right, let's go. I'll talk about the Falcons first. 
the Falcons linebackers. They're on absolute fire IDP wise. They are when you're talking about players to target. When you need to go, you need to think about this when you're in your drafts next season and stuff like that. The two, the linebackers from the Falcons are absolute point monsters. They are tackle, tackle, tackle. That's what they do. They're just, they're just all over the place. So we've got Dion Jones and Foysaid Alukan. They, you have to keep picking them. You have to keep playing them. And if you're struggling in that position, try and make a trade for one of them. It's a safe. It's the safest trade you probably ever make because they constantly rack them up. Dion Jones is averaging 19.9 points per game currently. Foisted Alucan, 18.2 points per game currently. So that they are both in the top 10 linebackers on average scoring at this moment in time. So that just sums up how good those guys are. Um, apart from them, there isn't great deal to talk about, really, on Falcons wise. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about, so, so, yeah, safety. Eric Harris. He had a, he had a bit of a game. Um, a free safety showed up in week eight. He, he, if anybody saw it, the hit on Robbie Anderson is enough to um, make a proper wince. He timed it absolutely. I'm surprised that he got back up. He just, he folded like a, like a. If you if you ever tried carrying a mattress and you know when it splits and it's a bit a bit like that, um, yeah, he scored. So Eric Harris he scored fifteen point five zero points with seven tackles and two passes defended. Um, but as we said, uh, that's it for me when I'm looking at Falcons IDP. So it's the linebackers. Yeah, maybe Eric Harris, but pretty much just the linebackers. Um, so let's move over to the Saints now. I don't want to talk about Demario Davis and the people that we already know about. Let's talk about CJ Gardner-Johnson. People know, if anybody knows about him, he's one of the dirtiest wind-up merchants in the NFL. He's a right pain in the ass. And I can't, you know, when you're playing against him, I don't know why people just, you know... I think well, I think I, he's I, the, the sole reason the league brought in that anti-taunting um, you what, this year. So. He is he is constant. You watch him. I tell you, we should you should watch him. You just want to cam on him just to watch it because I think it'd be comedy value. But yeah. he's just constant anyway. So, but not just he's good at winding people up. He's very he's getting decent. The last couple of weeks he's had he's had two decent weeks since his bye week. Um, and the matchup in the Falcon, the matchup for the Falcons is pretty good, especially obviously you mentioned about Ridley being out. It, it's going to be an interesting one, especially if the Saints get in front, because if Matt is forced, Matty Ice is forced to throw, um, yeah, I, I don't fancy his chances. Gardner Johnson scored 17.50 points in week eight against the Bucks, which included him picking off Tom Brady. And, and like I said, I fancy him against Matty Ice. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mention anybody else. Obviously, people know about Marshawn Lattimore, and he's great and all that. Um, not really, not really somebody that I I'm I'm that mad on IDP wise. Great player, but not um IDP wise. PJ Williams, he got an IDP touchdown, so I thought I'd better give him a mention. But again, he he doesn't get the he doesn't get the snap count to make him real relevant. Um. I called it last week. 
I said big names come up in big games, and they and I mentioned Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan got he got himself a sack against Tom Brady. I like it. I like him again in this week. I like Cam, and um, yeah, this is the kind of game that he will absolutely thrive off. Um, so yeah, my picks. So sum it up. Let's keep banging on. Um, are the Falcons linebackers obviously DB Eric Harris, and from the Saints Cam Jordan and DB Gardner Johnson. That I think you'll be able to get him off the wire if you want him. Um, Saints, the Saints for me in this one. Unfortunately, the the, the Falcons looked awful on offense last week. I don't know quite. Pitts was not there. I know the Ridley thing. Um, they looked really poor on offense. Defense was actually all right, but offense, yeah, nowhere near it. And that worries me against the Saints. Really does. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, obviously with the in- injury to, to sort of Jameis at the weekend and that's, that's him out for the season. Um, uh, obviously, the Saints are going to lean more heavily than ever on this on this defence, but I think this is a good matchup for him, as you said, offensively. Um, yeah, as I've already touched on, the Panthers shut pits out of the game and, and really with no Ridley and, and sort of not much going on in the ground game. It's a weird um, one. Q, it's a weird one QB wise for me mm. with, um, see, I think like with Winston, I always think he's boom or bust. So I think that, that, that teams that are not playing really well, have always got a slight outside chance. Cause if he has such an off day, you have got a chance, but with Taysom Hill, if I take it, Taysom Hill is going to be fit and ready to go. Then it's going to be quite. I think it'll be quite structured. It'll be just. It'll be run heavy. Mm. Um, so those linebackers, God knows what points they have. Right, they could potentially rack up those two oh, yeah. linebackers. It could be a great IDP week for uh, from the Falcons. For the Falcons um, LBs, but uh, but yeah, Saints Saints for me. Uh, Falcons have got too many problems on offenses, as you said. Okay, uh, Raiders at the Giants. So um, I stuck my neck out last week and tipped the Giants scores a bit of an upset um, against the Chiefs. And it was a close game, but it was an awful game. Um, you know, it was, it was just sloppy all round. And really, it comes down to the fact that the Chiefs won it because they were a bit less crap than the Giants. That's kind of, it was one of those Monday night games, which is not going to, you know, yeah. it's not going to live long in the memory. Uh, top performers for New York, uh, it's usual suspects, I'm afraid. Uh, Leonard Williams um, at DL sort of, you know, picked up another 20 points, including a sack and a forced fumble. Logan Ryan in the secondary, um, he went into double figures with 15 and a half points, including another forced fumble. Um, I'd say you could start either of them as they've been, you know, consistent IDP performers all season um, if you need to. Um, but outside of that, I'd be swerving any of the other Giants players this week quite frankly. Um, there's nothing else that leaps off the page at me. Um, moving over to the Raiders, they're coming off a week's rest following that comprehensive win over over the Eagles uh, the week before. Um, I'd be loading heavy on Raiders players this week, I really would, um, because their, their defence is going to be looking at that tape from Monday night and thinking, if the Chiefs can beat that sloppy and beat this Giants team, um, we could have an absolute field day. Um, so, you know, we've not really seen any sort of Raider waivers bargains to speak of, but if you've got Corey Littleton, Max Crosby, Dental Perryman, Yannick Ngokwe, even Jonathan Abram, start them. 
Yeah. Um, uh, and if you do stumble across any of them on the waivers, grab them and play them, basically. Um, but I, I'm not so sure you will. Um, and if you can stack, as we've said before, this is one of those games. So if you've got a Max Crosby or an Ngokwe um, and you can match that up with a Little Turn or a Perryman or an Abrams, then again, you know, this is one of those games where you'd be looking to do it. Um, summary, really, this is quite a simple one for me. Raiders go six and two, um, stay top of the AFC West, which I don't think many of us would have been predicting back in um, back in August. I mean, a little caveat, because obviously it's broken, you know, since I've done the notes um, this evening. Incredible. The, the Henry Ruggs story coming out this evening is going to have any impacts on the team. I would hope not. I don't think so because everyone thought, well, the Gruden Gruden story and they just came out and and played hard, played angry, played as a team. Um, I think you've got an angry team that's, that's sort of gone through the ringer once in the last few weeks. And I think this will just fuel the fire. Um, I could see them absolutely blowing the giants out of the water this weekend. Um, So, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be loading heavy on your Raiders IDP players this week. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in on the Raiders as well. Um, yeah, like you said about the news. I mean, oh God, it's incredible. I mean, what's next for the What's next for the Raiders? They must be thinking, Jesus. You know, every time every time a news flash goes off, what's next? Um, but but yeah, I I they are. I think they are a great IDP. When we're talking about teams at this moment in time, IDP wise, the Raiders are a seriously a team to target if. You know, if you're looking to pick somebody up and you're not sure who to go, pick up a Raiders player at this moment in time. It's yeah, definitely, especially, especially against New York. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So Chargers at Philly for me. Um, right, Chargers. Let's have a look at this. Let's uh, let's talk about Derwin James. Derwin James. He's having an absolutely great season. Um, on week eight, he was absolutely brilliant. He got 13 tackles, a tackle for a loss, a forced fumble. It got him 23.5 points. Um, and he is absolutely lights out. I mean, that's not somebody that you'd find on wire on the wire or anything like that. If you do, Jesus, can I? Can you just send me an invite to your league, please? Because Derwin James should not be on anybody's wave of wire. Um, somebody that probably is, is Kazir White. Um, at linebacker, he's an interesting one, Kazir White. He's very, when you talk about boom or bust players, Kazir White is like that. It's probably because he's, he's, he's a coverage linebacker, really. That's that's prominently what he is. So when, you, when you're playing him against teams that are throwing the ball a lot, Kazir White often racks up the numbers. Um, he had a good showing. In week eight, he got nine tackles, a tackle for a loss, which is pretty good in that kind of game. When you talk about the games that that really favour him, though, it was the mon- it was the monster game that he had in week six. That was against the Ravens, um, and and I, I, as you know, it, it was the Ravens are seriously Lamar Jackson is seriously airing it out this season. Um, but Jalen Hurts. It could be a similar kind of story, might not be, but it's worth it's worth a shot for me because he scored, I think it was 30, I haven't got the figures in front of me, but I think it was 33.5 points that he scored in that week six. And it's the kind of game that it could happen again. And if it does, it could be um it could be a weak winner. 
Um, apart from that, who else can I mention? Uh, DB Nasir Adley, DL Jerry Tillery, or oh, not a fan of. Um, they also scored well in week eight. Um, then certainly not on my wish list either of them two. But again, they're kind of plug and play players. Um, but going over to the Eagles, they had a they had a blowout win in week eight. For me, it was the best offensive performance. The Lions couldn't get the, it was their best defensive performance. The Lions could not get their their run game going at all. Um and it was due to the, the Eagles constantly being all over them. It was a really good display. If you get if you want to watch a defensive performance that absolutely dominates, watch the tape on that one because it is a cracking performance by by the Eagles, who have not actually been that good or that consistent this season, but that that performance was was cracking. Um, after they, they, yeah, well, not after, but during the game, they they absolutely, like I said, they they smashed the run game of the Lions, and then it went down to the passing game, and then they seemed to dominate that as well. Josh Sweat. He was all over Jared Goff. He got 25.5 points in um, in IDB Plus, and that included two two sacks. But for me, watching that performance was a really interesting one. I find Philly really interesting, and I know others do. Um, I'll go on to that in a minute. But talking about the most impress- impressive players of the day, it was TJ Edwards for me. He was absolutely everywhere. We rarely see him used like he was. But it might it was down to probably Alex Singleton not being there. Um but he certainly stepped up and it was great to see. His numbers sort of like speak from themselves. He got 13 tackles, two tackles for a loss, a, a QB hit. He got 26 points on the day. He's 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 on most waiver wires. However, I expect after this performance and a lot of talk on Twitter and a lot of talk on various other social media platforms, I expect him to be snapped up pretty quickly. When you're talking about the the um, the Philly linebackers, their usage, talking about the guy, the guys on Twitter that that I just mentioned, that talking about the usage um, is quite varied. So you get this kind of feeling at the moment that 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 Philly are looking around. They're looking for somebody to step up and TJ Edwards really did last week. So you want to watch this space. You might want to give it a week. Well, I don't know whether you can, but as in, as in starting him, pick him up. If he's there now, stash him as such, give it a week and see what his snap count is and how much work he's getting tackle wise this week, because he could be a really top linebacker. If he carries on like that, that was a really good performance. Um, and have a gamble on him. Uh, anybody else? Um, I better quickly mention DLs, Milton Williams and Derek Barnett. They had good games. Marcus Epps at DB. He had nine tackles, pass defended um, on the week. Yeah. I do, I, do, I do. Looking at this game, though. Ah, uh, charges at Philly. I'm going Eagles. I'm going Eagles after that defensive performance. I think if they can if they can nail it defensively, 
I know it's against the Lions and people go, oh, yeah. But seriously, they just looked in They looked in sync and it looked really good. And yeah, I'm, go- I'm going for Eagles. And like I said, I've got my fingers crossed for TJ Edwards. He could be he could be the guy. I'd like I'd like to see him be that guy. What do you reckon, bro? Yeah, I mean I I again stuck my neck out last week and, and sort of tipped the lines and I wasn't alone. I've listened no, to a few other podcasts. People have been doing this a lot longer than I have. Um fancied the Lions. And the, why did I you know opt for the Lions? Well, because that Philly performance, defensive performance against the Raiders, uh, where they just looked completely out of sorts and yet They've sort of, you know, a week later and they look like, you know, one that of the best brilliant. defenses in, in the, the league. So, um, I don't know with the Chargers at the moment. Herbert seems to be having a, a bit of a blip. Um, it's not quite clicking last couple of weeks the way it, it sort of had done for, you know, the first sort of, you know, five or six weeks of the season. Um, I don't think it'll carry on. I think he's too good. Um, but I've... Yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I'd, I'd be inclined to to come down on on you know the Eagles side of it and, and agree with you on this one if they can put that performance. You know, if they can sort of have back to back weeks defensively. Um, and I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's I think he's a fun quarterback to watch. So um, yeah, just he's got, so good on the ground if he needs to be as well. Just um, got breaking news that Fletcher Cox will not be traded as well. He is staying in Philly. Well, that'll be a bonus for him as well. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, let's take a punt on the Eagles. Um, okay. Packers at the Chiefs. Um, well, I've already had a moan about the, the Chiefs' performance on, on the Monday night game. Um, yeah, okay. They won. Um, but they were poor again. Uh, they, they remain third in the division at 4-4. Four four. Um, looking at the defensive side in this matchup, um, there's not much I like about this Chiefs defense at the moment, um, against especially against his Packers team on a seven-game win streak, um, including a big Thursday night win over Arizona. Um, any Chiefs IDP value in this matchup? Um, I've got to be honest, I'd be swerving the, the secondary. I, I wouldn't be looking at, at the Chiefs DBs in, in this game personally. Um, even the likes of you know the, the tried and tested Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew, um, and you know Jalarius. Uh, Oh God, Sneed. Um, <laughs> this is bloody cold. Bless you. Um, thank you. So uh, the, the the problem for me with their secondary this week is, um, for a start, it's the team that's not playing well. But you you look at the amount of time that Aaron Rodgers throws the ball, and he's only been picked off three times all season. Um, so I don't see the much value in the the DBs for me this week. Um, although having said that, he has been sacked seventeen times this season. So. Um, and that, that's more than Daniel Jones, just to put it in context, um, just to have another dig at the Giants. So, um, you know, for me, if you have to start any sort of Chiefs players this week, um, then for me, they need to come from the front seven. Um, Willie Gay, linebacker, picked up uh, 20 and a half points on Monday, including a pick. Uh, Nick Bolton is probably a, a fairly safe um, sort of pair of hands there, picked up another 14 points. Um and if you're looking for something on the waiver wise, and it's it's a player I've, I have mentioned before, um, Chris Jones is floating around um, on a on a couple, possibly due to the fact that he's you know he is coming back from injury, uh, but he did look fit on Monday night, which is good news for for this Chiefs defense. Um, but really, as far as Kansas go, that's that's kind of it for me. Um, Packers, on the other hand, are going to be looking forward to this, I think. Um, you know, I'd be looking at the Packers DBs uh, with Mahomes on nine picks already this season. Um, yeah, that's the same as Zach Wilson 
for Christ's sake. Um, so that puts you know Mahomes' performance this season in, in some sort of context. Um, so when's, when's the Darius Smith back? Is he due back? No, um, you know what? I don't know. I'll have to check on. That. We'll find out. No, um, not yet. Still week eleven. No. Okay. So, um, so yeah. Given sort of you know Mahomes' erratic performance so far this season, I'm I'm looking at. The likes of Adrian Amos, uh, Darnell Savage, uh, both had quiet games on Thursday, but if you've got one of them, I'd, I'd be starting them against this Chiefs offence this week. Um, an outside option on the waivers, again at DB, um, Russell Douglas um, racked up 25.5 points against Arizona. Um, the only problem with that is he's done little else this season, so you know he's, he's trending up for this weekend, I think because of the way that you know, Mahomes has been playing. So for me... I don't think he's a long-term, you know, roster addition, but as we've mentioned before, he could be one of these sort of slot in and drop, you know, week to week waiver moves. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure he will be out there on, on a lot of waiver wise. Um, further forwards, uh, Devondre Campbell, linebacker picked up 23 points on Thursday. Um, that takes him over 148 points for the season. So he's a must start for me if, if you've got him on the roster. Um, elsewhere, there's, there's not enough consistency for me. Um, you know, in elsewhere in the sort of the, the Packers defense, as, as bad as this Chiefs offense have been, um, you know, the pass protection around Mahomes, ironically, given the nine picks, hasn't been sort of too bad. He's not been sacked too many times this season. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so, IDP wise summary, uh, I'd be looking at sort of the value being in the Chiefs sort of front seven, the Allen linebackers, and and then the Packers secondary. But it's the Packers win for me. Um, mm. I think have still got lots of problems. Yeah, I agree. No, I don't. No, I don't. I say I said I agree. I don't agree. I think I. Do you know what I'm saying this time, right? Go I'm going to call this. I think this. This is it. This is this is it. This is the Chiefs' turning point on their season. They win this, and then we're back to normal Chiefs week in week out crap. Well. Good for them, but crap for the rest of us. <laughs> I reckon this is this is the week that, that it all changes around for him. That, that's think, just my call. Yeah, I, I think we've all been saying for, for the last few, you know, it can't it can't continue. And yet, but they're poor. You know, and I then know. you look at, and you would have had that Monday night game. Go right, come on, you 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 got the Giants at home. This you know you should be able to blow them out of the water, and they just they couldn't do it. Yeah, but um, maybe I'm doing some kind of mindset shit where I'm saying. I tried minute, that with the Lions last week. Yeah, the, the minute that you start picking the opposition against the Chiefs, that's when it all changes. So so I'm going to say this is the week for the Chiefs. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to play safe <laughs> and stick with the Packers. Right, where am I? Arizona at San Francisco. Um, Oh, the cards, the cards, the cards. They didn't, they didn't play well in week eight. And offensively, the big playmakers, they didn't show up. Unfortunately for them, um, IDP-wise, JJ Watt is now on IR, and and this this game this game is looking like a real tough matchup now for me, um, for for the Cardinals, and it's the kind of game where talking like we just mentioned about Kansas City against Green Bay and them looking to pivot on a particular game, change their season. And that could be said in this one for San Francisco. If they beat them, 
this could really kickstart their season. I think we've got Kittle coming back. I think they're not going to bother with Trey Lance anymore and they're going to settle with Jimmy G. That means that Elijah Mitchell seems to be running the ball really quite well. It's kind of coming. Is it coming together for 49ers? If it is, then other teams should watch out because this is this is somebody that we tipped at the start of the season to have a good season. And they just haven't. So, so yeah, this is one of those games for me which um, could kind of go against the uh, the stats as such. So, if you learned anything from the way to sort of like beat the Cardinals, the Packers, the key is for me watching it is, is run the ball, man. Run, keep running the ball, keep running at them, and keep keep them off the field. Keep that offense off the field for as long as you can. Run that clock as much as you can. And you know what? The 49ers know this. They'll know this. And they will they should do it and they will do it. Um, so we expect a heavy run game from the 49ers. Um, and maybe they'll they'll mix it up like they do scheme-wise. And I think that I think they'll keep the 49 um I think they'll keep Arizona off the field, which I just fancy them. I do I do fancy them in this. But defensively, let's talk talk about the players um i've been talking about linebackers from the cardinals and you know i've mentioned about Isaiah simmons and i'm a bit big on him but i need to stop that i really do because defensively for the cardinals jordan hicks he said we thought he was all going to be traded and we thought you know jordan hicks was a thing of the past all this you know he he saw 100 percent of the snaps in week eight and he has done in previous weeks before that. So he is now at must start week in, week out. You're talking one of the top linebackers, IDP-wise, in the game, who we thought was not going to be around anymore for the Cardinals. Now definitely is. He scored 19.5 points in week eight. He had 12 tackles, 12 tackles, one tackle for a loss. And and when you're talking about teams running the ball more on the Cardinals, it should help with Hicks getting those good numbers week in, week out. So Hicks is a must start, must pick. You ain't going to find him. Maybe trade for him if you want it. Um, other players, Jalen Thompson, uh, DB, tackled well week eight. Zach Allen, he got a sack and top scored at DL. For the matchup, though, um, I, I would still go. I'd still, I'd still look at the the guys that could get a sack. Um, I'd look at Marcus Golden. I'd look at Hicks. Maybe Chandler Jones. He's due another big week, week one, and that that's it really from Chandler, Chandler Jones. I know he's been injured, but um, obviously with JJ Watt, it's gonna fall on him and Marcus Golden to apply that pressure. Um. That's about it from the Arizona side. Flipping it over to the Niners. Bosa, great game in week eight. He put constant pressure on Justin Fields. Bosa finished with 28.5 points. He top scored for the Niners. Um, Outright. But the player I want to talk about is um, DB Quan Williams. He, he is make, This kid makes a massive difference to this, this 49ers secondary. He was everywhere against the Bears. He scored 17 points, including seven tackles and two tackles for a loss. I really like this kid. Um, yeah, Quan Williams. He got injured in week three 
in the loss to the Packers, and it's great to see him back. And he's he's potentially a really decent pickup off the waiver wire. If well, I'm sure he's there. Like I said, I fancy the Niners in this one. I'm not going to talk about anybody else that really stands out. So yeah, I fancy the Niners in this one, and it'll get their season back on track. And like I said, pick up Quan Williams if you can. Brendo. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know this one. I mean, we we talked about the Niners briefly before we we sort of came on air, and uh, I mean that's that's about as good a as a you know as good an offensive performance as we've seen from the Niners in a long time. Jimmy G in particular, um, I thought had an outstanding game. Um, you know, Mitchell ran well. Um, I mean, it was funny. You talk about Nick Bowser. I mean, he's so key to that defense. I mean, he he went. I mean, he went down with a what looked like a bit of an injury at one stage. And oh my god, must have been. I mean, it looked like several Niners fans were going to have coronaries in the stand when he he sort of didn't get it. He was a bit slow getting to his feet. And I like, saw season over. Um, but I don't know. I mean, part of me thinks you know the, the cards will be looking to bounce back. But um, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think um, I think the Niners looks. Yeah, you know, they 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 look good, and and like you say, if they can keep the ball on the ground, um, yeah, I just, I, I just feel that I feel you know you know what my views are on the Cardinals anyway, as in my core views are you know look I respected them for playing well this season, and they have been playing well, but I just feel that the still the core the team element is still lacking slightly. JJ, hmm. what now on IR? Just feel the wheels can come off quite quickly on this this that kind of kind of team that they might be. Mind you, they might prove prove us wrong. Kyler Murray is not a you know he's he's a, he's he's a top 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 player. And the thing is, is he can pull pull it out of the bag, and 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 it, it's there. The Niners are still you know they're, they're by far not a consistently good side. So so yeah, but I'm I'm going for him. Yeah, Go let's, on then, let's, let's take a what, punt on the Niners. But it'll be a good next? game anyway. Uh, right, last one for me this week. Uh, Titans at the Rams. So, mm. another great game, you know, in prospect. Um, but I feel it could be a little bit lopsided from an IDP perspective. Um, yep, okay, against the Colts, there were some standout IDP performances from the Titans. Harold Landry, uh, linebacker, um, had another 20-plus point game, um, including a sack and a forced fumble. Um, elsewhere at linebacker, David Long had another good game, uh, 17 points. Um, and then in secondary, um, I think top scorer for him this week, uh, Kevin Bayard uh, with 21 points, um, including that game-winning pick. So, but I'm not sure I'd play any of them this week, even Landry. Um, as good as he has been, I'd, I'd possibly even consider benching him this week really? why well it, yeah okay it's a bit no. bit left field but um stafford's only been sacked seven times this season and he's only thrown four picks so you know we we're looking at yes okay landry's had a good season there is some value that you know and there have been some good sort of idp performances in recent weeks from this titans defense but again we, i'm trying to look at it from a, a one-off matchup perspective week to week um and let's be honest you know the Titans picks over the Colts in you know in the fourth quarter and overtime. I mean, they were really Christmas presents from Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah. there's no other way of, of yeah. describing it. That was not, you know, some elaborate defensive scheme that rocked up and, and ripped the ball out of the air. That was just bad, bad decision making by the, the QB. Um so I'd I'd possibly 
completely as good as I think the matchup could be. I'm a bit sketchy about any of the defensive players from the Titans this week, simply because of how well protected Stafford is and how little he turns the ball over. Um, even when he's had some mediocre games recently, he's not been liable to making you know too many silly mistakes. Um, flipping over to the Rams, um, okay, on the face of it, they're facing a Titans team that's six and two and comfortably top of the division, but it's a crap division. I mean, let's not beat about the bush. That AFC South is just bang average outside of the Titans. Um, and crucially, the Rams defense, turning it on his head, are going to be facing the second most sacked QB in the league. Um, he's also thrown seven picks this season for good measure. Um, so I'm not even going to review the numbers against the Texans for the Rams because it was just a, a complete cakewalk. Um, I mean, the only surprise was that Rams gifted them 22 points so easily in the game. Um, so for me this week, a bit like I touched on with the Raiders game, um, I'm not going to drill down too much into the stats because, you know, if you've got, you know, you just you just start your usual suspects for me in this game against this this Titans offense. Um, so you know, if you've got your Aaron Donalds or, or your Leonard Floyd's um, up front, and you can double them up again with a Jordan Fuller, a Jalen Ramsey, or a Taylor Rapp, who's someone you've mentioned in recent weeks as you know stacking in this Rams defense. Um, that's what I'd be looking to do definitely yeah. this week. Um, so pretty quick and easy this one. Uh, summary: Yeah, Rams to win. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a walk in the park, um, I, but I do think there's a bigger golfing class than the seven and one, six and two records would suggest, um, especially now with Derek Henry out, um, out of action. I mean, that is that that's kind I of. Thought, uh, I thought you were going to. I thought you weren't going to mention it. I was like, oh no, my no, life. no, no. I thought, I, I, no, I don't <laughs> want people thinking I, I don't do my own work. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Henry miss is it just piles even more pressure on Tannehill all the more reason for, for stacking up on these Rams players because, um, you know, it's, it's all going to be about Tannehill trying, trying to drive the team down the field. And like I said, you know, second most sacked QB in the league. Um, I can see the Rams getting to him and I can see him, you know, turning the ball over and, and, you know, a couple of picks as well. So um, yeah, yeah. All, all Rams in this one for, from IDP. See, it's really interesting when you're talking about Tannehill and um, when he, when the huge sack count come when he was missing AJ Brown, Julio Jones. He had no wide receivers apart from, uh, you know, people that we hadn't really heard of. Um, And obviously that's the pass rush side of things. And he panicked. It'd be really interesting now with Derek Henry not being there to see exactly the impact, whether it smashes the sack count through the roof again. Yeah, I, th- I think you know, I know. He's, he's he's still a decent quarterback. Yeah, you know, he's he's not become a bad player, you know, in the first eight weeks of this season. But this um, is this is think... absolutely incredible for the Titans. Out of everybody, every team in the league, you know, you look at you look at what their ethos is, and the minute that you say the Titans is Derek Henry, that come they come hand in hand. You say Titans, Derek Henry is the man. And to take him out of the equation is something that I think everybody's been saying, oh, well, the time will come, but but hang on, he keeps going, he keeps going, he keeps going, he keeps going. And now he's injured. I know it's, I know, I know this, it, actually, do you know what? This injury might prolong his career. This is a, this is the kind of fucked up injury when you look at it and go, mm. you know, it's going to take him out probably towards the playoffs if they make it, but it's going to be seriously difficult. And do you know what? This is the worst game on paper that yeah, you could I mean, come up against. I mean, it, I think the Rams going to go mad. You're right. I mean, it's it's something that 
um, you know, any number of pundits have talked. I mean, the workload that's put uh, has been put on Henry's shoulders, yeah. you know, season in, season out. Um, yeah, you know, the break may do him some good. They'll win the division. They'll they'll go into the postseason. Um, and if he's back, yeah. But to to take him out of the equation, and whilst you know, Tannehill maybe has got some some of the offensive weapons back to look at. I, I don't think he gets an awful. He's not afforded a great amount of pass protection from that O line. This um, could be this could be one of those weird kind of bet things where you just go, "Hang on, now's the time to lump all the money on the Titans when their odds drop out through the." You know what I mean? And you just lump it on them and go, "Right, Henry's back in the playoffs." You couldn't write it, or could you? Well, I don't know. If you want to lend me hundred quid, I'll I'll pop down the bookies and and you know, well, stick you're it like- on the Titans. You'll have to ask Murph if he's got any left over from the ice move. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, so, listen. So Rams win, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even picking. That's just silly. Right. Okay. Um, Monday night football. Chicago at the Steelers. Um Well, TJ Watt. One point five more sacks. Twenty five point five points he got. The guy's just like different gravy from an IDP perspective. Just absolutely awesome week in, week out. Um, The performance from the Steelers against the Browns was a gritty one. It was exactly what they needed to do to get get in, get the win, get out. Um, Chris Wormley at at DL, he got a sack. Joe Schobert had a decent um, tackle count that week. Um. Justin Fields had actually a really good game against the 49ers. Um, but I, I really, really worry for him in this one. Really worry for him. TJ Watt will fancy adding to his sack count. Um, and if the Bears O-line does not hold up, I expect him, Cam Haywood, to do some absolute damage. Um, it could be it could be a big defensive point or hole for the uh for the Steelers. Um, I expect the Bears to run the ball heavily. They've been doing it all season. I don't think that, that that's going to change in this game. Um, but if, obviously, if the pressure gets to fields, then then there's going to be picks, sacks. They're all going to be thrown into, into the mix for good measure. So with that in mind, for me, like I said, TJ Watt, um, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick in, in the secondary, Cam Sutton, Terrell Edmonds, I think they're all in play. I would. I would be looking at him. Um, flipping it over the other side every, every week. This is boring. This is bo- It's really boring talking about the Bears. I'm, I, I'm really fed up with it. Can we just start taking them off the taking them off the list? Or we'll just so stop me- referring to them as the Bears defense and and just you know, name the usual usual two. It's just yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I'd, he had a. Roquan Smith had had a quiet quiet week. Um, Khalil Mack, yeah, I didn't even look at his numbers, but he must have had a quiet week as well. So Roquan Smith only six tackles for him this week, um, but but they're still just the two. I still quite like Jalen Johnson, but very slim. It's very slim pickings. IDP wise, absolutely shocking when you look at um, points wise and players to pick up. So for me, is it, there's not really much point in talking about him. I would like in this game. If you're going anywhere, you're going Steelers. You're looking at that secondary. Probably, if you if you you know you're not going to get a TJ Watt, you've either got him or you haven't. Um, 
Cam Hayward might be around. He might be around. Um, and he, he's definitely in play for this week. But yeah, that's that's kind of it. I fancy the Steelers massively in this one. They know how to play it. And um, yeah, they'll win it. So yeah, that kind of that that's it. We're wrapped up, Brent. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, I mean there were a couple of just very quickly about the the. I mean I'm just checking. I thought I thought um, there was Khalil Max looking like he's, he's probably going to be out Monday again because he's still suffering with his foot injury. So again, that just you know reinforces the argument for the the Steelers in this game. But the, the Steelers, as you say, gritty performance against the Browns. But it was some. There was some blind things and some ridiculous things in that game. I mean, the you know Boswell, the kicker, getting drilled, which left them without a place kicking for the rest of the game. Fucking bizarre! Absolutely ruined by that the, the brains. Um, and then that one-handed sort of you know tackle from TJ Watt while he's grappling with the you know yeah. the guard or the tackle, just reach behind him and, and grab the shoulder pad. And I mean, that's just you shouldn't be able to do that. I mean, he's just just different class. Um, he is. A, he is a different class. You know, I mean, I know talking about um, TJ Watt, a lot of people are in the fantasy world are not massive fans because obviously he's an outside linebacker as he's classed as. And in, in previous sort of like scoring systems, he wasn't really relevant. You never got too much for sacks. Um, and it was all about the tackle count. And he didn't have the greatest tackle floor, so he wasn't really relevant. But when, once you bring the sacks into it, quarterback pressures, all that kind of stuff, um, pass defended, he's just, he attacked for a loss. You know, the the, the guy is just, he, he's a wrecking machine. I think a lot of it is down for Cam Hayward. I really do. I think he's a, he's a problem. He's a problem for most teams. And it just it just lends itself to TJ to, to, to Watt being TJ Watt. But... Yeah, so still, but yeah, still so what, win Monday night. What what picks have you got? What picks have you got? Um, this, this yeah, so just a quick recap. Um, uh, if you're looking to pick someone up, um, as I said, I'm, I'm big on the Pats secondary this week, so I'm, I keep banging on about it. I think we're both still surprised to find the likes of Carl Duggar out there. Um, but if you can't find him, again, with this week's matchup um, against the Panthers, I'd be looking at a JC Jackson if he's out there. And um, Bryce Hall, corner at the Jets. Uh, yeah, I think I think would be a good shout to slot in this week. Yeah, so, anyone else you want to throw in? Well, like I mentioned, I mentioned Quad Williams at DB at the at the Niners. I mm. like I said, I'm, I'm raving about him. Obviously, Gardner Johnson mentioned him just for his gobbiness, but um, no, he's seriously in play. The kid's seriously in play. I'm trying to think who else. Who else am I really looking at? It's 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 a bit of a sketchy old. You know, you get you get into this this time of the season there isn't a great deal on waivers but but yeah I'd be yeah. surprised the number of injuries we're suffering at the moment yeah that T, the TJ Edwards thing for um for Philly I think Philly are really interesting at the moment like I seem to spend a lot of time talking on Twitter just generally just I think if I think it's because it's it's fun because at this moment in time nobody really knows what the hell could happen there um, I don't think they're going to stick with Singleton. I just don't. I just don't think that. Um, I don't think. I don't. I don't think it looks or feels right. Mm. Um, it's a bit like it was a bit like Dallas at the start of the start of the season and preseason. You know, that's where everybody was trying to figure out what the linebackers were going to look like. Yeah, suddenly talked about a lot. Yeah, it's like now Philly. That's where it is at this moment in time. We don't quite know if. Um, 
they don't seem happy or they haven't seemed happy. And that was a really good performance against the Lions. So it'd be really interesting to see how they move forward. Um, so, yeah. So, right, guys, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. And remember, keep rushing. Yeah, see you next week. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 